What's up, everybody? It's the Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. the Power Rankings Show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison, and I am uh, joined by a gloating, uh, extremely positive young man. And at Marcus underscore Mosher, you don't get to edit this one. So I, I do extra long when we do our picks. We're doing picks podcast early. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Uh, did you still want to do what you told me at the eye doctor you wanted to do? Because I'm ready. Yeah, you want to do 25 more minutes of, is Kenny Pickett good? <laughs> if you want to, you can go listen to yesterday's podcast where we rated far too long about a bad quarterback. But go listen to that show. Is anything as long as when we did our uh, Derek Carr debate at the beginning of last year? Remember that one podcast? It was our first episode. <laughs> we did like 30 minutes on Derek Carr. No, we're good. <laughs> I think we're all right. Hey, I've still got out. something got something to show you here so number one we're not pulling a football card today but we are pulling a mm. pristine copy of can you see it super technical one of the best that, games ever invented that's right this is from 1991 and not only is this the actual game that works because i played it yesterday i played i, I put it on season mode it played the season for me and then i decided to control the bears in the playoffs and mm. i went to the but here is the um, here's the actual like guide. Remember when they actually used to give you guides on how to play video games? Of course, they don't do that anymore. Not with the game. You can buy a fifty dollar book on Assassin's Creed that'll tell you everything. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, they used to, and I still have the actual guide. And then uh, the the box. Look at that. Isn't that cool? Can I can I tell you something cool about the Tech Mobile sure. game? Sure. So. Unlike Madden, where they have like the player ratings for you to see, right? Like yeah. their number zero from 99. Yeah. Did you know that Tech Mobile actually had their own player rating system? And, but they just were never released. So there are players in the game, obviously, like Bo Jackson and Lawrence Taylor that are way better than everybody. But all of the players in the game do have their own individual ratings. Yes. Uh, Christian Okoya had incredible hitting power. Mm-hmm. So Christian Okoye, so players went from either they they could be injured, but they they had bad, average, good, and excellent. And if they were an excellent, it was in green. Mm-hmm. If Christian Okoye was an excellent, there's actually a YouTube video of a guy playing the Colts with Christian Okoye, and luckily it wasn't um, Ryan slash Kenny Pickett playing against the Colts. Anyway, and Christian Okoye, he just all he does is run into the defensive players because none of the Colts' defensive players' hitting power was strong enough mm-hmm. when Okoye was an excellent to tackle him. So he would just deliberately go running into Colts players. Also, Great. did you did you know John Elway, only quarterback in the game that can throw the ball end zone to end zone? That's 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 phenomenal stuff. Now I will say, no matter how good you were, like with Bo Jackson or Christian Nakoya, or uh, I'll tell you a sneaky running back in a second. If the other guy dove, hit the B button, you got tackled. It didn't no matter, matter what. what. No matter what, 
It's just you could dive and miss. Do you also remember these, Marcus? They used to come with sleeves. I the do. Games. Yes, of course. Yeah, a lot of people don't remember these. Um, there's so also, anyway, there's also this is on a the generic. back on the back of that uh, cartridge is all mm-hmm. the ways that you can clean your uh, your cartridge, and it says not to do every single one of them. It'll say it says don't blow on it, don't put alcohol in, it, and that's exactly how you clean it. The reason why they did that is so that you had to go out and buy games when they didn't work. That's smart. That's really smart. Um, I had Legend of Zelda. It doesn't work anymore. I think it came with some kind of memory pack. There was something about the Legend of Zelda game. Uh, I was going to tell you this. So I played the Bears of the playoffs, and I kept using their running backs, and I ran Neil Anderson, who is sneaky, really good in that game. And I interviewed Ben Watson, uh, former tight end, who uh, was in the news recently on Twitter for kind of a little blow up on the, what show was that? Like the SEC network or something? So Ben Period. Watson, yeah, came to NFL Network like in 2011, and we were doing an interview, and he and I started talking about Tecmo Super Bowl as we're sitting there getting ready to do the interview, just to kind of like shoot the bull, so we're not stone cold. And then we couldn't quit talking about it. So I think it spilled into our interview, and he was telling me that he hated playing Neil Anderson of the Bears because they had a little run that went up to the top, and when mm-hmm. you'd go and meet him at the top as like a linebacker and tackle him that one of the Bears players would run up to you and knock you off of Neil Anderson so that he can run for a touchdown. I don't know. You remember how you used to have to grapple with the guy to tackle him? Yeah. I and think, their blockers could hit you when they did that, when you did that. Yeah, I think that was, um, I think it was run one, I believe, for them. Yes, the top. That's right. The top, oh, my God. <laughs> they had the yeah. pitch. They had the top run, and then they had Muster. Brad Muster was their fullback. He had a, you know, most teams had that fullback dive, just a straight up. And if you were third and one on the goal line and you called the fullback dive, more often than not, they called your play. Yeah. Remember when they, remember when the defense called your play and literally all 11 guys? They just (laughs) bottled you up right there. It was over before it even started. Yep. Yeah. The only thing is you had to be really careful if you played like the Dolphins or the Oilers. Right, we've spent enough time on this. We need to move No way. On. I'm not done. Uh, if I called a play by the Oilers, if QB Oilers, because I don't think they had Warren Moon in the no, game. No, they didn't. Uh, no. If he got the ball off when you called the play, oh, it's a completion every time. The problem is he usually didn't get the ball off because you called yep. the play. But if he did, it was terrible. Same with Marino. Okay. Uh, that being said, enough uh, Tecmo talk. We are Tecmo talk. See, that should be its own no. little little segment uh technically with our music everything is tecmo talk but we're going to be doing uh some game picks today a day early because of uh travel considerations uh stemming from thanksgiving so uh we've got a thursday night game this week i'll say that uh how excited are you about our thursday night game this week? well as a lifelong bills fan i couldn't be more <laughs> excited for this game uh i just bought a new bills coffee mug that i had this morning it was really good wore my bills hat it's a true story. What um, color helmet was on it? Is it the white or the red? Oh, it's it's just a blue coffee mug with like white lettering. Just oh, okay. goes on. But um, yeah, it's um, I think this is a great game. Let's get in right into it. Bills minus four and a half at New England, taking on the Patriots. Well, given the way they played against Detroit, really the way they've played uh for the most part the last month. It's not that easy to just automatically say, oh, yeah, Buffalo is going to cover. Josh Allen has not played his best football. Uh, Von Miller got banged up uh, last Mm -hmm. week. You know, I don't know that I can just take Buffalo to cover this. Now, this was a big game last year that Buffalo won late in the year that kind of pulled them ahead in the AFC East. 
Mm -hmm. then obviously they want to get in the playoffs. But I don't know that I'd be inclined to take Buffalo to cover here. Yeah, I don't know either. I I think New England's going to play really well, and I think this is going to be a close game. I think I'll take New England plus four and a half in this game. Me too. Me too. Let's talk over under here. Like I said, Josh Allen hasn't played great football. This is a different defense than the Detroit unit they played last week. That wasn't that over under like 54 and a half yep, or something, something like that. ridiculous. This is going to be much, much lower. Uh, my guess here on this one would be more like in the 48 range or 47 and a half. I'm probably still a little high. You are 43 and a half. And I would take the over all day on that. Yeah, I so I think I would too. Um, that's why I said I think I'm a little high, but that's where I think it should be. That's a good, what, four-point difference between me and yep. Vegas. Would yep. you be more inclined to take the over or take the Patriots to cover this? The, the over. I, Mac Jones looked pretty good last week against the Vikings. I think they're going to be able to score 21-ish points. Um, so let's say it's a 24-21 game. You covered that spread. So I, I, I would take, I would take the over here. I would also say the one thing about Mac Jones, you give him time. He's actually a very accurate passer. That was kind of the book on him coming yep. out. Am I wrong? You're more the college football guy than I am. But we saw a lot of that in the rookie year that his ball placement typically is pretty good. That's not yes. the weakness of his game as opposed to other young quarterbacks. And that was his advantage coming out because it's not raw athleticism. Uh, I, I can tell you that. Uh, okay, let's move on. All right, next game. It's the... Uh... Pittsburgh Steelers and future Hall of Fame quarterback Kenny Pickett against the Atlanta Falcons. A little bit of line movement in this one, Elliot. Falcons opened up as one-point favorites, uh, and now the Steelers are a half a point to a point favorite. I mean, I got to assume it's because of the quarterbacks. It looked amazing on Monday Night Football. Well, we're recording this live on Brink, so unfortunately we can't slow that down to show you how quickly Marcus went from his little jab spear in the back from 400 yards and do as soon as he made that comment about Pickett, it was like now the line has moved quite a bit to tr like like we wouldn't notice what he was doing Sorry. are you wearing a jersey i am yeah is it like a generic no no, like, no it's got it's got my name on the back it's it's from this company they sent it to me this week it's <laughs> i thought Mojo. you were wearing a jeff hostetler no, no, hey, i'm gonna turn around so you can see it hold on this is gonna be yeah. great tv see it yeah, Mosher, what number did you go with? 16, 10? Well, I asked I for 21, but they sent me 18. So I don't know. So I think I'm supporting Deontay Johnson right now. <laughs> Good. He needs your support after last night. Uh, okay, so Atlanta right now is a one-point favorite at home. So odds makers are basically saying that uh, Pittsburgh is a better team. Interesting. That's That's tough to make a case for, especially the way you feel about Kenny Pickett. Because they don't really have a quarterback advantage, at least according to you here. Uh, mm -hmm. Marcus Mariota has not played good football uh, really this year for the Falcons. There have been little spots. Ah, this is a tough one. I'll take I think I'd be to win to win and cover. Why? If you feel that Pickett is this bad, because it, the only thing that Atlanta can somewhat do well is run the ball, and Pittsburgh's pretty good at stopping the run. When they're not afraid of a passing attack, I think, I think Atlanta's going to struggle to score more than 14 points in this game. So I'll take the Steelers to have one of those, grind it out, a lot of field goals, maybe a defensive score, and win this game. The only thing I'll say to that, I thought they did a good job on Jonathan Taylor, but boy, did he get some second effort yards on them. Sure. And if they try to do that with Cordero Patterson, I think he'll do the same thing. I, um, 
they're going to have to be a little bit crisper at getting the backs down when they when they make contact because if they don't Atlanta well you know Arthur Smith man he will go back to it and back to it and back to it and back to it and he has a lot of confidence in his team even if it's unfounded confidence but I think I'm going to go with you uh, Pittsburgh here to win awesome all right next one the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears uh, this line opened at Packers minus three uh, since the move to Packers minus four sounds like Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to play this week I mean, isn't this really more about Justin Fields than it is Aaron Rodgers? Yes, and Chicago. They lost Darnell Mooney for the season with an injury. They lost Eddie Jackson. They're just so banged up right now. I think I want to take Green Bay on this because of that. I, I agree. I wouldn't normally. By the way, I love this uni matchup. I love Packers-Whites at, at Bears-Navy. It's a great one. It's classic. Uh, unless the Bears were that Michigan look, that would be kind of cool too. But I mean, um, if Fields plays in this game... They might be able to run for 300 yards again, right? But if you, but how do you lay your money when you can't? Uh, that that Jets game could have gone totally different. Now, as Trevor Simeon's agent, I have to defend my client and say he played a whale of a game. <laughs> I think I found a quarterback that you might take Kenny Pickett over. Okay, let's go to the next game. We both have yeah. Green Bay. Next one. Uh, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Detroit Lions. I can guarantee you this will be the game that you are watching in the early window. Um, Jags, one-point favorites on the road in this game. You guys can tell that Marcus is angry at me for pushing back on him on Kenny are you Pickett wa- by these Are comments. you watching this game or not? Yes. Yeah, I knew you were. Uh, so, you <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the Lions to cover this. I I, have a, I like what Jacksonville did last week. Uh, let's see it two weeks in a row. Uh, I think Detroit now has put together a catalog of four or five good football games in a row. Uh, I know I was a little too high on them early in the year. We both agreed they should have beaten Buffalo. They won three in a row before that. Um, yeah, give me Detroit. Yeah, especially with Detroit having 10 days rest at home. I think they're going to play well win this game. Next one, really fun game. It's the New York Jets against the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Would you like to guess this line? We're difficult to do with Mike White and Minnesota still not really playing their best football. I know they, they were decent against new England, uh, obviously awful against the Cowboys. They did beat Buffalo. They had so many things go their way at the end of that game though. Um, I don't think Minnesota should be favored by much in this game. I really don't. I, I'm going to go Minnesota by three straight up. And that's what it is. Minnesota by three, which is crazy that odds makers believe these two teams are Basically identical, even despite Mike White being the quarterback. Give me the Vikings to to cover that spread fairly easily. This is a game I really wish. And I know I've said this before in the pie. I really wish the Jets had Brees Hall. I do. I would love to see them slow down that Vikings pass rush by running an electric back like that right at them. And then they could use their their rotation. But I'm going to go with you. I'll take Minnesota to cover on this. All right. Next one. It's the Washington Commanders at the oh. New York Giants. Nice NFC East battle here. Oh, Commanders, two and a half point favorites on the road. No, I can't do that. I will take the Giants on that. Uh, That's wrong. Straight up. Yeah, straight up. Ugh, I, I'll go the Giants. I'll go the Giants because um, it's kind of be kind of hard for the Giants to cover in Washington to win, given that's a two and a half point spread. But I think this game is about even, Steven. To me, this should be a push. Um, not commanders favored. 
Let's talk over under because the total Marcus on this game should be really low. Not like 35 points low, like Broncos. Wasn't Broncos Panthers 35? Something, Something insane. Like that. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. But this one should be quite low. You want to guess? Well, I don't think it should be any higher than 42. I'm going to go lower than that, actually. I'm going to I'm going to think Vegas would go like 40 and a half. And that's exactly what it is. Great call there. Um, I would what do be you think of that? Take, I'd take the under on that. I think we're going to get a 20 to 17 type of game. Yeah, I wonder what the weather conditions are going to be like for this game, too. You know, Marcus and I right now, we're doing this on Tuesday. This is very early to do picks, admittedly, so we're five days out from the weather there. But uh, I think this could be a really ugly football game. Let's go to the next one. Got another NFC East game. Uh, kind of. Kind of. Uh, the Tennessee Titans at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles, five and a half point favorites at home against the Titans. The Eagles are the NFC East leaders, so it is an NFC East game. Yes, I guess uh, so. And, and let's be real here. Not only is this a good game, if there's any chance that one of these teams is going to catch Philadelphia, and Dallas obviously has the most realistic chance. I don't think Washington and the Giants really have a realistic no, chance. No. I think Philly's got to lose this game. I think this is the one that Philly has to lose for the Cowboys to catch them. Do you agree? I would agree, yes. Now, at five and a half, I think that's a little high. I know Tennessee didn't play well against Cincinnati. Um, I, I'd be inclined to take Philadelphia to win outright, but by a field goal. So Tennessee to cover. Titans coming off a loss, right? They just kind of got manhandled against the Bengals. You would think that Mike Vrabel's team would bounce back. But I just yeah. think this is a bad matchup for Tennessee. I, it's I not the best. It's not the best. I, I was thinking about that myself. It's just, it's hard for me with Tennessee coming off of a loss to take a team that's favored by five and a half. I know. I know. I, I'm sticking with it. You're going you're gonna to take Philadelphia to win and cover? I will. Yep, I will. Let's, yeah. I'm gonna have some <laughs> you look not caught. You bit your lip on that. I'm going to take some, I'm going to have some confidence in my Eagles. Uh, next one. Yeah. The Denver Broncos at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are eight-point favorites in this game, and there is absolutely no way in the world I am trusting the Ravens to cover that spread. Zero. Uh, I'm with you on that. So you always like to poke at me and say, I know you're what you always love to pick which cruddy game I'm watching. First of you're all, this is what <laughs> you know that this is the all-time how many how many episodes have you and I done? Like 150 something? Yeah, around there. Yeah. Of all the matchups we've ever had on the show. This is the now that Matt Rule is no longer Carolina's head coach because Marcus is subtly in on Steve Wilkes' culture. This is your all time out on the whole culture of the game. If this yes. was emblematic of the NFL, you would never watch pro football again. You'd become an NBA analyst. Exactly. I'm not going to watch a second of this game unless it's like a Justin Tucker 65 yard field goal for the win at the end. It's just, I, Baltimore. They very easily could have double-digit wins right now, but they just can't put these teams away. They don't do anything particularly well other than kick field goals. I got to take Denver. As much as I hate watching the Broncos, I got to take the Broncos plus eight in this game. So there's no way that this is over 38 and a half uh, total. I'm going to actually go. That's the spread. That's the total right there. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'd almost be inclined to go under on that. But to me, this is a walkaway game. Not only do I not want you to watch it, I don't want you to listen to it on the radio, and I don't want you to bet any money on it. Good kicker I want you matchup, to pretend though. Like, 
<laughs> yes, if you would like to check your fantasy team and you you really need a kicker and one of these guys is never going to be on the waiver wire, <laughs> so you're not going to have any hope there either. This is a, a black hole. In fact, I was going to say this is a black hole game. Maybe you should watch the 1979 movie, The Black Hole. That's right. It's, uh, it's not very good. All right, next go ahead. game, the Cleveland Browns led by Deshaun Watson. First time we can say that against the Houston Texans, his mm. former team. Browns, seven-point favorites in this game. Of all the games that I could really not give a flying you-know-what about the storyline going in, I get it. It makes me sick that if the NFL hams this matchup up at all, or the network does. Like, I don't... Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I don't care about... I don't get into all the Deshaun Watson talk, but... When we look for like angles to ramp up games, I don't want to hear the going against his former team crap. Like just whatever. Like, can we just, it's just an AFC game to me. You know what I'm saying? And I'll, I'll watch some plays of it. I'm not being like a, a super hardliner here, but do you have any interest in that storyline at all? Do you care? No, I will say this game. I'm just going to tell you how it's going to go. It's going to be so loud in Houston, like for the first two drives of this game. And they're going to be booing Watson so loud and it might even be close going into halftime. I would be surprised if we have like a 10 to 7 game and the Texans are winning, but the Browns are winning this game. If I were the Browns, I would limit Watson's pass attempts, ease him back into football. I'm just talking football sense. And you've got the running game to do it. They will run on the Texans. They should yep. run 35 to 40 times, don't you think? Yep. And they will. They should be able to move the ball so easily against this Houston team. Shouldn't be a problem at all. Uh, all right. Next game. Seahawks at Rams. Seahawks, seven and a half point favorites. Or excuse me, eight point favorites now. Eight point favorites. I mean, if Aaron Donald doesn't play, I think Seattle wins by 10. He's got a high ankle sprain. Cooper Cup's obviously out. Matt Stafford's out. Rams offense couldn't do anything last week. Their defense played really almost lights out. But uh, you take Aaron Donald out of that defense, and I think it's pretty average defense. I think I'll take the Rams plus eight in this game. Because of the line? That's just a lot too high. of points. It and is. Seattle could not create a pass rush at all, and they can't stop the run. I'm taking Seattle to win, but that is a lot of points. It is. I mean, to be perfectly frank, I would never bet money on this game ever. There's too many unknowns, starting with the Rams quarterback. Uh, I, I would I would walk away. But if you're asking me to pick uh, the spread on this, yes, sure, I'll take Seattle to cover. All right, next one. Miami Dolphins against the San Francisco 49ers. By the way, we got like three absolutely awesome late afternoon games, and this is one of them. 49ers, four-point favorites uh, against the Dolphins. I want you to go first on this game. I will take the 49ers to cover that spread pretty easily. Now, if Teron Armstead, the Dolphins' left tackle, were to play in this game, which he's not, uh, he hurt his peck uh, last week, I would consider taking Miami here, but the the... Difference in the offense and defensive lines in this matchup is enormous. And I just don't think Tua is going to have a lot of time to throw. I will take the, the 49ers to win and cover. I'll give our follower Blitzy. Is it Blitzy or Blizzy? Actually, it's Blizzy. He's got the Cowboys record on his Twitter handle, eight and three. Uh, he pointed this out to you and I. This was a great week, uh, I think, on Sunday on Twitter. Uh, and I agree. It's, it's, a, it's a great week. I'm a little surprised. Uh, that you're taking the 49ers, given how pro Miami you've been. Mm -hmm. um, does the spread scare you at all at four? 
No, because I think this is going to be like a 24 to 14 type of game. That spread scares me. <laughs> it does. I'm taking the 49ers to win outright. Let's talk total on this game. This is another one. I don't think Miami's offense is going to be high flying on this one. Uh, I'd be inclined to go about 45 and a half on this. 46 and a half is a total, so which means you should probably stay away. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from this game altogether. I, I like the spread, um, and I like the total. I think Vegas did its job here, but I'll take yeah. 40. I'm with Marcus. I'll take the 49ers outright. I'm just worried they'd win by a field goal. Uh, next up. All right. Another awesome game. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh. The Bengals beat the Chiefs twice last season, including in the AFC Championship game. I want you to guess the spread here on this one. Uh, I was going to ask you, don't you think this might have been the game of the year last year? Yes. Not the championship. Yep. The It was late season, regular yep. season, um, probably I, around this time of year, if I, should if also, I recall. I should also mention, Jamar Chase is going to be back and will play in this game. So that's going to probably affect this spread at least a little bit. So this spread, you think, was done before Jamar Chase was announced he was... No, he no, was, no. I, I think okay. this was factored in. I think, I think Chase playing us factored in. I know Kansas City's favored, and I know should, they're favored by. Go ahead. Should they be? I don't necessarily think so. No, but I think Vegas shows confidence, and Kansas City favors them by exactly three. Chiefs two and a half point favorites in this game. Okay, I would lean Kansas City in this game. I don't love what I've seen from the Bengals' defense over the last few weeks. Well, the run defense did a heck of a job against Derrick Henry, but um, I, I think their secondary can be had by Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Definitely a game he could get outside the pocket and actually do some uh, running damage himself, although that's not really how we talk about him. He's certainly capable of it. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is going to be a great game, Marcus, but that two and a half makes me want to take Kansas City. I, I know this is Super weird, but if that was three and a half, I don't think I would. Uh, yeah. but do I see Butker winning this game at the end of regulation? Yeah, I do. I'm leaning with you. I think the, the Chiefs are going to be able to win this game. I, I'm not afraid to take that minus two and a half at all. Uh, all right. Our fourth late afternoon game, and actually another pretty good game. It's the Los Angeles Chargers against the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm. Chargers, two-point favorites on the road in this game. I take back what I said. Bengals Chiefs was not the game of the year last year. This was. Yeah. <laughs> this was the game of the year last year. I can't believe I forgot. This was, excuse me, I think this was the best game of all the games, including the postseason last year. I will, um, I'm going to take the Raiders at home uh, to win outright. And I think it's going to be a heck of a game again. So they played in week one. The Chargers got a, I think, a five-point win in that game. A really close Derek game. Derek did not play well no, in he that didn't. game. I'm going to take the Raiders as well. A home underdog. Uh, Devontae Adams playing out of his mind right now. Josh Jacobs playing really well. Max Crosby ha is having an all-pro year. I think the Raiders get it done, and they get to win. The one thing I'm a little concerned about is I know Josh Jacobs was great last week, and I have, you know, I've been a huge fan of his for a while now, but... Sometimes after these big workload games, these guys can come back, you know, and I know it wasn't like a short week, but I just, I hope he's not a little bit worn out. He, you know what I'm he's saying? He's not going to practice at all this week. I'm just, I don't know if I'm breaking news, but he's not practicing at all this week. We'll see if he plays. He has a calf injury, um, but yeah, they're, they're going to need him to play well. 
I, I think one thing we should also mention two things. Uh, first of all, that week one game was Devonte Adams and Derek Carr's first game together. First game for Devonte mm-hmm. Adams, the new offense. Uh, he's a different player now. Secondly, if you haven't seen Max Crosby as of late, he made some plays against the Broncos that were incredible. Uh, yeah. Last week, he got a huge sack. I was, um, I, I, I was trying to remember the exact situation, but but it was super clutch. And I, I he never gets love for Defensive Player of the Year. I don't get it. I don't. Yeah, I don't I, get I, it. I know. It's maybe he's not it this year, and maybe it's Micah. I get it, but. Is he the most underrated great player in the NFL? Like people know he's good, but they don't know how good. Probably. Yeah. Maybe Trey Hendrickson counts for yeah. that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. That's uh, a really good call, actually. So again, those late afternoon games, Dolphins, 49ers, Chiefs, Bengals, Chargers, Raiders, three really good games. Enjoy those because the primetime games absolutely suck. Let's get into them. Uh Cowboy or Colts. At great Cowboys. Oh, I'm sorry. Colts at Cowboys. Now. This line last night started at Cowboys minus eight and a half. When I sent it in this morning to Megan, the line was minus Cowboys minus 10 and a half. Since then, it's moved up to Cowboys minus 11 and a half. So ten, it went from eight to 10 and a half to 11 and a half. Um, I want you I to th- pick this Cowboys minus 11 and a half. Where, where are you leaning? Um, That's that's a big spread. I I don't even want to bet on that one. First of all, I think Dallas wins this all day. There's no way I'm taking the Colts, I'll put it that way, to cover this. No way. I just don't know how confident I am in the Cowboys not getting a little bit lax at the end of the game and allowing a touchdown or having really stupid pre-snap penalties to allow the Colts to hang within nine points. Which they've am done I being this- fair? They've done this all year, right? They get they get into these big leads, and then they'll allow a late touchdown like they did to the Giants. So it makes it an eight-point game rather than a 15-point game. Or they did it to the Giants in the first meeting. They were up by double digits. So I think that's I think, possible. Yeah, I think if the Colts are going to win this game, it's got to be a kind of a 20-13 to 13 style game. If the I Colts agree. are even have a chance to cover the spread, if this game gets into any kind of track meet whatsoever... Uh, there's no way it's Dallas all day and they cover. So what is our total on this game? 43 and a half. Oh, that's kind of low with that Dallas offense. Don't you feel like there's a good chance they could kind of get up to 28 and then the yeah. Colts get garbage time. You're done. 28, and re- 17. You're done. And remember, there's a pretty significant rest advantage here for Dallas, right? They, they played on Thanksgiving at home. Now they got another game at home. The Colts played on Monday night and they've got to travel on a short week. By the way, don't oh, go one ahead. of those games where it's it's thirteen to seven for a while, and then all of a sudden it's twenty eight to thirteen before you look. Yeah, Micah knocks the ball out of the out of you know Ryan's hands. Demarcus Lawrence in the most unathletic way ever picks it up and scores. Yeah, yeah. I, I see that happening. Uh, by the way, I don't think the Cowboys and Colts can ever play a close close game anymore. Like the last time they played an in Indy, didn't Dallas just get the doors blown off of twenty four to zero? Yep, and then I think when the Colts were in Dallas the time before that, they got the doors blown yep. off of them. Whenever I think of this game, there's two games that come to my mind that I know have got to be near and dear to your heart. One, 2006 when the Colts were nine and zero, the Tony Romo game, yeah, yes. But the 2010 game when Dallas kind of stunk that year, and John Kitna kind of gotten them back to being competitive, and Sean Lee picked off Peyton Manning twice, twice yep. as a rookie inside backer. <laughs> it's yep. like. What? 
how in the world that was a crazy exciting game uh i think that game had a leaping call in it too that gave the cowboys a chance yeah you never see that call uh okay last game a huge just a monster nfc south game (laughs) on monday night football i mean just the the stakes couldn't be any higher saints at buccaneers bucks three and a half point favorites I'm going to take the Bucks to cover that. I don't like three-and-a-half-point spreads. I think Tampa Bay rebounds uh, this week, and I just don't like anything I've seen from the Saints offense. I know the Saints had the Bucks number in the past. Those were the Sean Payton Saints. These aren't the Sean Payton Saints. Um, I'll take Tampa. Yeah, I just want to tell you about the Saints offense the last few weeks. Uh, they scored 13 points at home against Baltimore. They scored 10 points against Pittsburgh uh, in Pittsburgh. They scored 20 points against the Rams. They got a defensive score in that game, and they were shut out against the 49ers. So just absolutely elite offensive play there by Andy Dalton. You know, it's other than your opinions where you speak out of eight sides out of your mouth, that was the most you ever sound like sounded like locked on Cowboys host Marcus Mosher. Because you go, let me tell you about, and I thought for sure we were going to get a sponsor read. I thought for a second you're going to be like, let me tell you about Roman and how it's changed my life. You know, uh, listen, I don't need Roman. Uh, let's uh, oh, let's boy. talk about total oh. on this one. You want to pull up on your belt buckle? <laughs> I mean, on your your mock jersey that doesn't represent any team. Mojo, Mojo Market sponsor. Uh, 40 is the total in this game. I, honestly, man, I'd be inclined to take the under on that more than the over. What happens if the Bucks lose this game? They still win the South because uh, you and I have already picked Pittsburgh to beat Atlanta. And by the way, I just want to say, just to circle back on something, I don't know that I would bet on this game. I absolutely would not bet on Cowboys-Colts because of what Marcus and I were talking about, the Cowboys' penchant for the late-game sloppiness. Um, but we've given you plenty of games that you can bet on. I Am I wrong? Do you feel super confident about betting on Tampa Bay at 3.5? Because <laughs> no. Tampa Bay... Me either. No. Me either. This is another game where I would not I would not drop Absolutely. my money if I were you. Um, oh, I will. Do- Don't worry about it. Yeah. If you're doing it for fun and you want to bet five bucks, take Tampa. Would you take the under, even though it's a really low under for a, a game that has Tom Brady involved, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think I would, because I don't see the Saints scoring more than like 20 points in this game. Boy, just just like a 28-13 would would ruin you there. I, yeah, who's getting the twenty-eight? <laughs> I, am I wrong about what I said about? So if Tampa lost this game, what would that would make them? What five and seven? That would make them five and seven. The Falcons are yeah. five and seven right now. That would make the Saints five and eight, and the Panthers are on a bye this week. And if we're right that Atlanta loses to Pittsburgh, which that's a tough game, we're not acting like that. Would make a, them five and eight, right? I mean, yeah, it, it would. All it would do is we would make everybody in that division within a game of each other. Yeah, bear in mind that Tampa has already beaten New Orleans. Excuse me. They have already beaten Atlanta this year. Um, and I think they already beat Carolina as well. But uh, here's why that game is so important for the Bucs. Because you look at their next two games. Mm-hmm. Very good chance they'd lose both of those, those games. Next week, they play at San Francisco. That's just an awful matchup for Tampa Bay. Yeah. And then they play uh, They play the Bengals. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you. And and uh, like I said, they've already beaten Atlanta, New Orleans. I misspoke, by the way. They lost to Carolina. That was that really ugly game uh, that Steve Wilkes coached. Uh, Tampa Bay lost twenty-one to three. I yep. think that was was that Steve Wilkes' first game 
Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. Um, I'm going one of the first games. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I you think if they lose, honestly, it doesn't really change anything. It I, doesn't I, change know. anything. But what to me, what it does is it just makes all these games at the end of the season more meaningful. Like their last two games of the season are home against Carolina at Atlanta. There is a realistic chance that both of those games will decide the division, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's and that's what it's, it's just, so it's so big because I it, think there's a good chance that Tampa could be five and five and nine. Nine, lose, five and nine. Five and nine going into week sixteen. And still have an adequate chance to win the division. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of shaping up like the NFC East in 2020 when uh Washington football team, uh, as they were known then, yep. won uh what seven and nine? I believe they won the NFC East. Yep. So um, we've seen it before. Uh, Seattle in 2010 uh, won the NFC West at seven and nine. That was the Marshawn Lynch uh, yep. Beastquake run against the Saints. So uh, I'm I'm taking the Bucks to cover though. Are you? I guess. You just mentioned how bad. What were those Saints offensive numbers again? Uh, let me tell you about those numbers right before. We get to our sponsor. Uh, they're, they're bad, really bad. I think they're like one of the worst offenses in the league. You know what they could use? Uh, Some hymns. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, so many jokes I'm just going to refrain from right yeah, now for potential sponsors down the road. I know. Uh, I still think our one about pass protection was our best sponsor read ever. But uh, anyway, okay. So uh, that those are all the uh, picks that we have, but I'm sitting here, I'm I'm hobbling and bubbling and stumbling over my own words because I'm trying to think what would be my biggest lock of this week. Um, mm. I I really like the Raiders over the Chargers, but I wouldn't call that a lock. Can we switch the rundown, guys? Is that is that all right? Just to jog my uh, my Steelers over the Falcons. Here. Your guy, Kenny you Pickett. No. Oh. Would you stop with that? Enough already. So you love yourself right now. You Packers, love yourself Packers so much. The, the problem is you just don't know if Justin Fields is going to play. I think okay. the Broncos Ravens under honestly is not a bad way to go. Would is this a week that you'd rather just put three three of these games together and tease them down? I think I would just take like if you want some really good odds, like I would just do 49ers Chiefs Cowboys money line and mm-hmm. you get a decent payout. Just take the, those three favorites and move on. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. But I I think one of the, the offshoots of this week's games being so good uh is that these are a lot of tough ones to call in terms mm-hmm. of I think Vegas really did a good job on the totals this week. Now yeah. there have been some past weeks I thought they were way off. Not this week. Um, this is the potential to be the best week of the season that we've. Yeah, had. I'm. I'm looking at the play to games. We don't have very many stinkers, man. I mean, these are almost all of them. I, yeah. I would say Broncos Ravens is the game I like the least. Uh, but starting Thursday night, we have a really good game, and and again Thursday night, I'm inclined to take the Patriots to cover that. Yeah, it's a, it's a um, fun week. Yeesh, yeesh. Giants Washington under I think is a is a pretty good bet. Yeah. No. Yeah, I I think I'm there. I think Last I'm one there. I want to ask you about: How confident are you on Minnesota Jets? Very confident. There, Mike White played really well last week. Chicago's defense is atrocious. I I think Minnesota will be able to get some pressure on Mike White, and 
force him to throw the ball down the field a little bit. And the Vikings are only favored by three in this game, which basically Vegas is saying, we see this as even. We're giving Minnesota the yep, three points I at home. I don't get that. Yeah. You got to think Mike White's due for a little bit of a letdown, but maybe not. You know, listen, if the Jets win, I won't mind because I'd love to see that guy succeed. And you've sure. been clamoring for their young players to get more opportunities to show what they can do all year. And so why are you smirking so big? I just can't imagine how excited like Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore were on Sunday. Like, hey, this quarterback actually going to throw us the ball in rhythm and we get to make plays? Great. This is awesome. You could see how happy. They were overjoyed. Um, and What does that you know, say about the other quarterback? It says a lot. And I know some people are going to say, boy, it really makes him look bad because Mike White doesn't have any pedigree. At the end of the day, if you have a strong enough NFL arm, which I think he has a strong enough NFL arm, and your teammates love playing with you and you've been in the system you've been in the program now for a couple years like he has you can succeed in the nfl and i think that's what we're seeing there and we're also seeing a guy that's had to be really patient let's not forget he uh engineered a a, uh you know an upset win against cincinnati that no one was expecting last year um so i'm rooting for the guy but that's all i've got on this week's games as always i give you the last word please sir yeah, here is the list of no. I'm not gonna do this no, no. I'm not, I'm not doing any more Kenny Pickett stuff. Eric, if you hear any mention of Ryan slash Kenny Pickett, I want you to end the call immediately. Just end our podcast. No or Josh music, Rosen nothing. or Blake Bortles or any similar quarterbacks. No, we're not doing that on the end of the show today. I promise. We're not talking about bad quarterbacks anymore. Uh, no, I just we've had some bad weeks of football. I mean, last week's uh, games, some of them were exciting. We had some good finishes. Just not a lot of super intriguing matchups. I think this is the week. This is the week where we have five or six games that are almost must-see TV. The primetime game's not going to be great, but that Sunday afternoon slate, I don't know if you can get much better than that. Yeah, good Thursday night game. Uh, I like uh, Philly-Tennessee in the early window. Yeah. It was a great game, even though I'll be watching Lions-Jags. And then... Uh, in uh, the Minnesota Jets. That's another good Minnesota game. Minnesota Jets, yeah. yeah. And then the afternoon. Uh, what tops Miami-San Francisco? I mean, I, I know Cincinnati-Kansas City is pretty stellar too, but I think Miami-San Francisco might be the game of the week. Am I then, crazy? I mean, both those games are awesome. Like, I... Either one. I, I'm going to have a lot of fun watching those two and then watching and, the social media quarterbacks between the Chargers and Raiders. Yeah. But listen, after you've eaten tons of pizza and cauliflower crust, probably, and you're sitting in front of your TV and you, you think, man, football cannot get any better than this, then you can hunker down and watch that Colts offense go against the Cowboys with 12 pre snap penalties. It will be amazing. You wait till Matt Ryan lights them up. I'm going to be so sick here on Monday night. Yeah, and you know what, everybody? He's not going to call y'all. He's going to call me, and I'm going to have to listen to that, and then he's going to just dog on. You know who's going to blame the scapegoat will be? Ryan slash Kenny Pickett. Exactly. All right. And with that, you can get all his takes at Marcus underscore Mosher or on Locked On Cowboys uh, today on the podcast. They looked at whether or not the Cowboys are the number one team in the NFC. So you can listen to that with Landon McCool. Give Landon a follow. And of course, Marcus covers the Raiders for USA Today. He also occasionally writes an article for PFF. He usually shills it on his own, but I'm doing it for him right here. And then I am at Harrison NFL on Twitter. We really appreciate you guys. We will talk to you after the Thursday night game. Uh, Until then, enjoy yourselves, everybody. Take care. Thank you.